Welcome to the Suicide Prevention and Awareness Podcast, part of CBP's Shine a Light Suicide Prevention Program. Today we're talking with Chief Clem, a Chief Patrol Agent, and Dr. Kent Corso, a clinical psychologist specializing in suicide prevention. In this episode, Chief Clem and Dr. Corso talk about leadership and suicide prevention. Hi, and welcome to our monthly podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today and to our guests for being with us. Just a few caveats before we get going. I am a clinical psychologist, so I am a doctor, but I'm not the doctor for our guest. This isn't therapy or counseling, nor is anything we talk about today going to involve or constitute medical advice. This is just a conversation. Another disclaimer is that suicide is a difficult topic to talk about. It's not one that we can discuss vaguely or indirectly if we hope to make a difference. So for our listeners out there, we are going to have a frank conversation today. If by any chance you have lived experience or you are triggered, if anything we discuss is upsetting or distressing to you, please reach out for help. Reach out to those who care for you and love you and reach out to those who you love. If you're a CBP employee or family member and you need help, you can always contact a peer support member, chaplain, or veteran support member. Or you can reach out to our employee assistance program. If you are not a CBP employee, you can always call 1-800-273-8255, which is the National Suicide Lifeline. Today, our guest is Chief Clem. Thanks for being with us today, Chief. Good morning. Thank you. One of the things we wanted to try to talk about today was uh, leadership and leadership in the context of suicide prevention. You are working in an AOR, sir, where you have seen a lot of action, say, for the last uh, several weeks. And uh, without disclosing too much information, you're somewhere on the southwest border and things have been very busy and very stressful. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. It's been uh, several weeks, several months, and uh, uh, continuous uh, continuous stress and the continuous uh, uh, action being uh, being done. So we know that when stress is higher, certainly work stress relates to our suicides within CBP. We know that it's one of the top ten precipitators of suicidal attempts or suicide behaviors. We know that work stress can also increase people's likelihood of drinking too much or engaging in unhealthy habits like domestic violence or other actions. So just want to ask you from your perspective, how are you taking care of your people? How are people taking care of each other? Well, thank you. And, and, you know, just to kind of preface everything we've talked about so far in the intro is we are in a stressful environment when you're in law enforcement. There is, there is nothing easy about a law enforcement profession. There are things that can be done to make things better for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, everything you mentioned in the intro in regards to the stress that the work life is putting on um, at, at work um, with the limited resources, the adjustment of resources takes its toll on, on the workforce the individuals that comprise the workforce, you know, how do we handle this? And, and one of the things that we are uh, doing a lot here in my area and, and work on to continue to improve is, is just being open with what's going on, recognizing that it can be very frustrating 
dealing with uh, with the environment we're in right now, and 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 that's earned and real, and uh, not try to cover it up or hide it or say it's going to go away. Um, be truthful on uh, what is or is not coming. If we're going to get some support, we're going to get some support. If I don't know when it's coming, I tell them I don't know when it's coming. And I think that what I've seen is a um, over the last uh, several uh, months is a response and say, hey, we get it. And uh, we're, we're in it together. So let's, uh, let's work on this problem set together. And uh, let's come up with innovative ways to handle that. So, Chief, what I hear you saying is sort of two things. One is that you are very transparent with your people and level with them about the situation that's going on. And then the second thing I hear you saying is that you ensure that you are helping manage their expectations so that they can gather together in a cohesive way, which is sort of the outcome of of that kind of leadership. But what it also enables them to do is look at their personal resources to make sure they remain resilient because they have a better, clearer sense of what's coming down the pike. That's a, that's exactly right. You know, I think the the key to that, uh, what you said, is the managing the expectations. Um, with the the amount of work that we're facing in my area and the, uh, the issues we're dealing with. I think it's it's important, and in fact, I know it's important to tell them in the workforce, hey, we're not going to get out of it this way. We're going to have to do some things. We may have to reduce some operations that we had intended on doing. Or I know it was my plan to do this at the beginning of the year, but we're going to have to adjust. And, and I think those are decisions that, you know, uh, they, 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 that are made by leadership and, and, and it, it resonates with the workforce because they're, they're hearing it from you, whether it's me or, you know, uh, the, the actual station or program leadership or getting my message uh, directly or indirectly from me. They're, they're, they're able to kind of put it and frame it like, you know what, you're right. Um, we're not going to get all these people coming down here to support us. We're going to have to do this together. And, and I'm seeing, you know, seeing the work and, I, and I'm seeing the output. And I, I mean, it, it's exciting. When you, when you can see it come together. And one last thing on that response is, is it's, I try to personalize it that, Hey, this is also, you know, this, we're talking about work here, but these stressors and these issues are, I know will, they just, they will impact you personally. So manage those expectations as well. You know, uh, that, uh, Hey, go home when it's time to go home, you know, make sure you're eating healthy when it, you know, when you get home, make sure you're getting the appropriate amount of sleep. Make sure you have an outlet, a, a safe and, and healthy and, and positive outlet, and, uh, and and take advantage of programs we have, whether it's physical fitness programs or employee-assisted programs or peer support chaplain, but other things that are out there. And uh, and hopefully, you know, uh, that is resonating as well, because I'm seeing a, a good positive uh, change in, in, in my area. Sure. What it sounds like you're saying is you don't expect them to be superhuman, and you let them know that. You are encouraging them to engage in healthy coping skills, but you're also giving them permission to be human. And then also to say, look, the work is going to be here. Go home and take care of yourself so you can come back tomorrow and do a good job again. Right. So being reasonable with them. I, I think you're, you're exactly uh, exactly right. I, I like the you're not a superhero, you're not superhuman, because when you you know, when we have those images, you're not going to show frustration. You're not going to show show you know, those emotions, right? 
Well, it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be disappointed, but it's all okay to be proud of the work you are doing. It's okay to go home after the day and forget about it and to and get and recharge, you know? And I think that's something that, uh, that uh, I want to come across in the messaging while you're here, you know, roll up your sleeves, let's get it done and, and do the best you can, but recognize we're all in this together. And, and when you come back the next day, we'll, we, we'll be at it again in between then enjoy life and enjoy your family, enjoy your, your, your friends and, uh, and recharge and get that energy back for the next day. I like what you're saying there, which is that number one, it's okay to have feelings. If we didn't have feelings, we'd be robotic. And that's a little weird, right? Emotions are part of what make humans different than other animals. So love that that's part of your message and what you encourage. And also love that you're encouraging people to have a multidimensional life, not just to be work, 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 even though there might be long hours, there might be extra work, overtime, things that they would prefer not to do. You're also making it a clear point that they should prioritize other dimensions of their life, which, as you know, and, and many of our listeners know, that's what helps us remain resilient, is maintaining some personal routines, family routines, social habits, things that keep us balanced, for lack of a better word. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. In a law enforcement profession where many of my employees, the majority of my employees, uh, wear a badge. I, I often tell them whether it's at a muster or with new hires that uh, you know behind that badge is a heart, and you've got to invest in that. And and to me, that's critical, and, and that's that's a learned learned habit over time. Uh, I'm approaching nearly 27 years in this uh, organization, and early on, I didn't ever want to take that badge off. You know, many of my uh, vacation pictures my wife started taking of us was me on my phone, on my laptop. And so, you know, I wasn't turning that off. And so, you know, I'm, I'm responsive. And, and to any of uh, my bosses that are listening, you know, I'm still going to have that phone connected to me, but uh, it wasn't going to be an obsession. And, uh, and so it wasn't healthy. It wasn't healthy to be on vacation with my wife and, and children. And then, uh, and then be, well, hold on, let me, uh, let me take this call or let me respond to this email. It, I, I needed to, to create some space. And, and, and while I'm not going to uh, dismiss my responsibilities and nor am I encouraging that, but I'm also, you know, encouraging people to kind of reassess uh, how they go about things, especially after hours and uh, when, when you can. It, it doesn't always work that way, but when you can do it, try to do it. Sure, of course. And so can you share a little bit about how you do that in your own personal life? Yeah, I, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing is when I'm home, I, uh, I don't have the phone hooked to my shorts, you know, when I'm, when I'm at the house. It's, it's in an area close by so I can hear it. And I've even seen it in, uh, in my, uh, my wife. She, she's also getting better about not checking everything uh, on, on uh, the work, uh, work phone. Again, it doesn't always work for everybody. But I think that it's important to find uh, areas where you can make that time. Absolutely. What I hear you saying is you have to set boundaries and set limits. It's not that you go from one extreme to the other where you leave work and the phone just gets turned off and life is grand until the next morning when your, your alarm clock goes off. But rather, time is precious and time with our loved ones is precious. And so set some boundaries that are reasonable that allow you to have better balance. And I think that's a great message. 
One other thing I'd like to sort of shift gears and touch on before we wrap up is you mentioned how people are pulling together and how you encourage them to pull together. We know that the 42% of people who die by suicide in this country, the precipitating incident is a relationship problem. We know that within CBP, that is the number one trigger for people thinking of suicide or, or going down that road having a discipline history, alcohol and drug abuse, depression, mental health issues, and work stress. Those are sort of the top five. And at the same time, we know that when there's this sense of camaraderie, when sort of we're in this together, it's this shared pain. There's a really bright guy named Dr. Ken Middleton at ICE who says, pain shared is pain divided. And I think that's a great uh, quote. Actually, don't know if it's his, but I'm going to credit him with it. So it sounds like people have pulled together and camaraderie is, is high. And that's helpful for preventing suicide and preventing all sorts of other unsafe behaviors or, or negative coping behaviors. The common denominator when people think of killing themselves is that their meaning and purpose in life has sort of been rattled or decreased or removed. Is there anything that you can say to your folks that help bolster their meaning or their purpose, their importance to you and the mission? Anything that you can think of? Yeah. And, and while we're sharing quotes that uh, we may or may not know who we can attribute them to, this one's not mine, but I've heard that, uh, you know, this quote that people would rather, rather share carrying your burdens than carrying your coffin. You know, in other words, Bring me your problem, and that and that goes aligned with that uh, you know dividing the pain. I, I think that's that's critical in, in, in these circumstances. Is look, uh, we're in this together. This workforce, we are all facing uh, uh, challenges in life and in the office and around the world, and we're constantly bombarded with data, whether it's real or not. It's data that we're that we're trying to absorb and figure it out. So we're all in this together. What are our jobs? critical jobs as a leader, but in the day, everybody has a role to make sure that we are looking out for each other, that we are, we can be that, give that pat on the back when necessary, that we can be that, you know, shoulder to, to lean on when necessary and get this together because we're only as good as we are collectively attacking this mission. Seeing that more and more, and I think the more we have the conversation, the more there's a comfort level. People aren't intimidated by talking about uncomfortable conversations, and we see we'll see positive results. And, and and again, every time we can we can talk about it, we need to talk about it. That's fantastic. So there's I'm hearing you say there's strength in numbers, and I'm also hearing you say it's important to have difficult conversations, to lean on each other, to allow yourself to be leaned on. And it sounds like even recently in your AOR, you've got a good example of of where. Someone voiced some concerns, some potential suicidal thoughts, and everyone pulled together. Yes. Um, you know, it's been part of the consistent messaging when, um, when people uh, come to, to work in my area, that we talk about uh, things uh, that uh, people aren't expecting on day one that impact the workforce. And that's from not just my experience, but experience of, uh, of others. And so we talk about uh, reaching out. We talk about stressors. We talk about, you know, things that can go well for you or things that could uh, could take you down a path that may not go well for you from a professional perspective, but that we have resources there to help you, whether it's our peer support, our chaplaincy programs, the EAP programs. And so, you know, uh, we did, 
have a, have a, uh, an event recently where somebody was, uh, you know, in a bad place, but they reached out. They reached out to their, their peers, coworker peers, and, and they responded. Uh, leadership uh, uh, responded as well, provided opportunities, resources, and, um, and, and, and from the formal perspective of the peer support programs we have, but just being a good friend and, um, and provided options and decisions uh, were made. And, um, you know, as of this moment, you know, uh, that person is in, in a safe and a good spot. And I think to me, that's, that's the outcome we're looking for. It's real life. We're dealing with people. There was decisions and comments and things that ended up happening. But at the end of the day, the system, uh, as we are developing and as we go, right, we continue to, you know, refine it because we're dealing again with people, put us in a good spot today. And, and, and I'm very grateful for everybody involved. Excellent. Well, Chief, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Really appreciate the work you're doing, especially considering everything that's going on in your area of responsibility. Thanks so much. You're welcome. It's, it's my pleasure to be part of this. And I do appreciate uh, your, uh, your continued effort and your uh, desire to, to continue to keep this movement going forward. I think it's, it's, it's critical to the workforce and, and to, the, to the communities we represent. And uh, I, I do, again, appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Chief. So between recording this podcast and waking up the next morning, which was Saturday, April 2nd, we actually lost someone. And so, Chief, I wanted to add this addendum to the podcast and just have a quick chat with you about how our mindset shifted from Friday to Saturday and what our mindset should be as we look forward. Yeah, thank you, uh, Doc. And and that's... um... It's unfortunate, but uh, we're on this message. And uh, Friday uh, afternoon, when we concluded the podcast, we were on a whole other level. Excited that we ha- we had a we had a win under our belt, and this this was important, and wanted to build from there. Only to go to bed uh, Friday night and to be woken up Saturday morning with the phone call that uh, somebody in my office had made the gut riching decision to take their own life. And this just kind of goes back to what we talked about throughout the podcast is that the complexities of people. And so this is somebody that uh, was near and dear to a lot of us, was a bright light to many of us and was very important and is exactly the, the, the story of we never saw this coming. That while there was some, some small demeanor changes that others close to him in the office noticed and asked how things were going and you know, oh, I'm fine, just busy. The rest of us saw the same guy all the time, working hard and taking care of business, loved his family. Yeah, when that phone rang Saturday morning and I was told, I, I was in disbelief. I, I, I was, there's no way this was this person. After all the things that we were doing, that this, this person was integral in some of our strategies and communication on these needs, to have somebody that close to all of us go down that path. And for whatever reason, none of us were able to stop it. It was uh, just goes to the leadership challenge we have when we're dealing with people. Right. So within a month's time, two people who worked for you, one raised a flag and everyone rallied around him and the other didn't raise a flag. And when folks reached out to this person and said, hey, I noticed something's different. Are you okay? The, the person who's deceased now kind of said, yeah, I'm good to go. I'm fine. So 
two lessons from my perspective. One is what you said. Humans are incredibly complex. And just because we've got to win one day doesn't mean we've won the battle, doesn't mean we have this in the long run. We have to be persistent and we have to be consistent. And the second piece is that if someone says, I'm fine, we've got to be a little more assertive. It's not that it's our job to keep everyone alive, but you have to trust your gut. If someone doesn't look like themselves, don't let them get away with fine. And I, I, in no means am I putting responsibility for this person's death on any other employee. I commend whoever the people are who reached out to the decedent and asked, because that's what we have to do to take care of one another. No, I, I agree. And uh, again, it was uh, it was this person's choice and only this person's choice uh, to make that that decision. And, you know, and, and there's still uh, a lot of uh, puzzle pieces out there that we're trying to fit together to uh, kind of close this gap. And I think that's one of the challenges, especially uh, with suicide, is it, uh, everybody kind of starts guessing and we start looking for answers. And Without facts, we end up inserting our own and trying to figure out ways of how we could have done things different. And, and there may have been nothing we could have done different. But one thing I, I can tell you that I'm going to do, and that I encourage every leader on this uh, that hears this or anybody that hears this, is that we can't stop. We cannot, uh, we cannot uh, as you said, we can't take fine for a, a good answer if you see something that's different. I will continue to champion uh, this cause. Uh, we need that. You know, work is going to be work. It's going to be there. But the most consistent piece of all this is the people that uh, make up the office and make up the mission uh, set for our agency. And, and we've got to truly invest in them. And so this is one of those things that, you know, coming right off a high to go right into a low. But I'm going to take this energy and so I've encouraged the staff to, to take this energy and use this to, uh, to continue our, our fight to message about mental health resiliency, suicide awareness, prevention, to have those awkward conversations as you and I have discussed before. If this doesn't doesn't wake up people, you know, uh, I don't want to have another one. But, you know, this particular individual was somebody that, uh, as I mentioned just a few moments ago, is the classic never expected it. And so there, there you go, folks. Every one of us are susceptible. No one's immune to this. You know, it can happen when you least expect it. And we've got to do our, our best to uh, try to mitigate these, these situations because uh, it, uh, it's devastating to the family and, and to, the, to the workforce. And, you know, I just, again, I appreciate the time and the opportunity. I thought it was incredibly important to, to add this because uh, it all happened within, you know, 12 hours of us doing the podcast. And, and I think people need to have real talk and, and, and real examples of how this real life works. This is part of our ongoing podcast series for suicide prevention and awareness. If you see someone struggling, say something. Asking them about suicidal thoughts may feel awkward, but you can help reduce suicide risk at home and in the workplace by tolerating that awkwardness. Simply ask, how can I help? And then just listen to the person. Make sure you ask them if they're thinking of ending their life. It really does make a difference. Thank you again to our guests. I really appreciate you. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. We'll speak to you again on our next episode.